Hello and welcome. You're listening to Then Again, What Do We Know? A podcast that's all about exploring the human experience from an unofficial point of view. Your hosts are Mer Monson and Brianne Griebel, that's me, and we hope you'll sit back, relax, and just ponder what we're talking about. As we explore new ways of looking at life, we're hoping that you will do the same. So without further ado, let's get into today's episode. Welcome to our now, I think, named podcast. Yay! <laughs> I am Brianne Griebel, and my partner in podcast is Mer Monson. Hi, Mer. Hello. Hello. We have a name. Yay! <laughs> we think we're going with, uh, then again, what do we know? <laughs> uh, we've been throwing all these ideas about what, what, what the heck is the name of this show thing we're doing. And uh, we kind of landed on this because, um, well, why did we land on this, Mer? <laughs> yeah, let's, let's um, try to express that eloquently, shall we? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, you were the one that originally came up with the idea. And I, I think what I love about it is um, something that you just shared with me a minute ago before we pushed record, that we've both fallen in love with, with wondering and exploring and looking beyond what we can see and, and uh, we think playing. we've seen some stuff. Yeah, and we, we think really we've, seen, like we've some seen some cool some stuff. stuff that's had a huge impact yeah. for, for us. So we yeah. have a desire to share that. But yeah. then again, <laughs> then again, we love to hang out in that possibility of always seeing something new, something more than we can see right now. And we love the, the game of inviting all of you that, that listen to do the same. Yeah. It's like, we think there's something here. And I think that was a, that was a possible name too. What did you, didn't you have that as a possible title? We think there's something here. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> we really do. We definitely have seen something that we, we know there is something there. Then again, I don't know if it's our articulation might've not captured it, but then again, maybe it's something else. Um, and I think that then again, it's an invitation for even us to keep looking, to keep questioning. And, and, you know, ultimately, what do we know? It's, you know, it, I've always said, I often tell people who, particularly who, you know, I call myself a recovering know-it-all. <laughs> I'm, I'm constantly in recovery of my know-it-allness. Um, like I was definitely, and I, I still have this, even sometimes just out of sheer habit. Um, but I used to really hard, like double down on the, like, I either know or I'm going to pretend like I know because you're like the knowing is where you find your security and your confidence and your whatever. So, but like as a percentage of what, of what there is to know, <laughs> like I, I know 0% as a percentage of the infinite things, you know, and one way there's only really one thing to know but it can just show itself to you in an infinite number of ways. And so like, then again, what, what do I do? What do I know? <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I was, I was thinking the other day about how, if you think about the way the world looked, looked to us when we were 12, say, 
versus what it looks like now. It's been, you know, a hundred thousand moments of, of then again, what do we know? Cause it, it I mean, the, the journey from there to here has been this endless stream of a shift in perception of seeing something new, of seeing something more, of seeing something deeper. And, and it, so there's no arriving is what we're trying to point at. It's a, yeah. it's just, it's just a, a direction to look and, and uh, the fun of exploring in that direction. And there's always going to be something else to see. Yeah. And you know what I think, and I, I, I can say this now, I, I would have hesitated not too long ago in even saying this, but I see some shit. <laughs> I see some stuff. I see some very deep, profound things. And that's not an egotistical thing. It's just, uh, it, it's kind of like I'm looking out my window now. I'm saying that as sure as I'm saying I see a tree in my neighbor's yard, you know? Um, but then again, what's really there, you know? Then again, I feel like hopefully you and I knowing that we see some stuff is what would bring a listener in to even pay attention to us at all. Like, it's just so obvious to me that there's something here. And I feel like there are, very, there are people in, who live life where you can see they've got something. There's something that they have that is lighting them up from the inside or that is grounding them in intense situations or um, is helping them just be sparks of joy or there's, there's something that those people have. They are truly alive in a way that a lot of people kind of might not be. Um, and so I think the expressing of what the hell is that is always going to be messy. <laughs> but we, I think you and I have a little bit of that. And then again, what do you see, people? You know? Yeah. <laughs> I'm laughing because that, that, was, that was just beautiful. I mean, I'm glad I'm, you think I'm, so because as not, I'm talking, I'm like, I'm just mumbling and rambling. <laughs> oh, but it's, I mean, it's, it's because we use, how, what did you say? There's a, there is one, one thing there that takes a million forms. Mm -hmm that that you've woken up to that's behind everything and and yet there there aren't any <laughs> words that are right there yeah. aren't any words that are it and so we sound a little um <laughs> you know out there crazy <laughs> unsure of what we're trying to say and yet I, I love the way you pointed to it, that there, there is something there that we've woken up to something that's beyond the world of making it up. Hmm. Yeah, I'm reading um, a book. Um, it's, a, it's a series of um, pieces of, um, that Einstein wrote. Albert Einstein and he it's you know letters that he wrote to people and little articles and it's a whole it's like he touches on all kinds of things um 
and I don't remember what this particular piece was, but he said there's a little snippet in there that really kind of just made me perk up. And I'm totally going to misquote him, but it was something along the lines of um, children are natural explorers and researchers until we train it out of them. And I think that's kind of what you and I are up to. We are going back to that, that desire to just explore, to get to know something that you don't know. Like kids, that's what, that's what they're constantly doing. Young children are just constantly like exploring the world around them, exploring what this life is and they're researching and they're seeing things. And, and then at some point in time, we kind of get to a point where I'm like, we're like, okay, these are the things that are important to know. So focus your attention over here. We've already decided these are the things to know. We have already decided that we know them. <laughs> and now you need to learn this. You need to learn this way of life. You need to learn this particular aspect. And we, we lose that amazing gift of just looking to see what you see. And that's yeah, the, word, the word that's just sitting on the tip of my tongue is play. Yeah. It's play. We lose sight of the fact that we learn best through play. Yeah. And wonder and curiosity. Like, hmm. <laughs> yeah so when, when you describe it as oh she's got something it's not it's not that so much as you wake up to it you're awake to something yeah no I think something. I, I think that's right on no I don't have anything you're absolutely right yeah, it looks that way yeah no I, I contained I don't yeah I wish I could hold it in my hand so I could give it away oh my gosh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, I don't have it. Yeah, you're right. It is. Um, I used to really shy away from that word, like awakening. It seems so woo-woo and spiritual. And <laughs> Did um, I say that? Did I use the word awake? Yeah. <laughs> or, or, now I'm questioning. <laughs> like, I, I just... <laughs> I think you said we're a, you're awake to something. I did. I think I did. Okay. Now you had me questioning and I'm like, did I just make that up in my head? <laughs> That's funny. Uh, but it really is the best description for it that I've come across so far. It is an awakening. It is a, it's kind of like rubbing the sleep from your eyes and, and, things just become less blurry yeah like there, there's nothing that actually changes <laughs> other than our our awareness mm -hmm. our awakeness our ability to see the clearing of our eyes mm. just like when you're in a room and you're asleep and you wake up nothing about the room changes but your experience of the room when you're awake is completely different. Exactly. So I guess that's what we're up to. <laughs> In episode three, we're letting you know. We're just figuring out what are, what are we up to? What are we doing? <laughs> we're talking about that, the thing that it, it looks like we're waking up to um, in hopes that maybe it it awakens something in you. And, and also, you know, the title, then again, what do we know is just to let you know, like, don't listen to us too hard. 
Heavens no. No. Don't listen to us too hard. Like maybe we can point you in a direction. Maybe we can kind of, you know, nudge your little sleeping shoulders a little bit. But then again. <laughs> right. Right. Well, before we decided to talk about the title of our new podcast, uh, we were going to talk about illness. That was kind of going to be our topic for the day. You still want to talk about illness? Oh, man, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, you know what might be cool, actually, Brianne, is if... Yes, Mer. If you're up for it. Maybe just talk about what we've been talking about, but through... What does it look like through the lens of your experience with illness and your mom? Yeah, well, you know, the, we were talking before we hit record. The reason that I think, I think the topic of illness came up at all is that you had a journey through illness um, with cancer. And I've been having a journey watching illness in my mom. Um, and the, the quickest of backgrounds, my mom was diagnosed with early onset Alzheimer's at 62. And that was four years ago. Uh, and she... Um, rough estimate probably will have about a year left. Um, maybe less, maybe more. It's entirely hard to predict, but, um, I, where to begin? I don't want to ramble on forever. Cause I totally could. What, what, it, just to keep me focused here, Mer, what do you want to hear me talk about? <laughs> yeah. Um, cause I would also love to hear you talk about your journey. Um, well, we and can it, always do another podcast, right? <laughs> Wait, you mean we could do as many of these as we want? <laughs> well, I, I wonder if both of us could like laser in for just a minute around yeah. this topic. But I'm, yeah. I'm curious about its connection to... Actually, this is what occurs to me. I'll just start. I'll just do this as a jumping off point. And you can Perfect. go wherever. As I sit with what illness looks like to me, right now most mostly what i see is that all of the stuff i made up about it from the time i was a child innocently is is falling away like mm -hmm. i'm seeing that i made it all up and i mean everything from whether it's good or bad whether it's right or wrong whether it means something's off um, whose job it is to fix it, why it goes off. Is it the world's fault? Is it my fault? Is it stuck on both? I mean, all the millions of stories that I've gathered into my pile and surrounded myself with throughout my life to try to understand why it was happening and what to do about it. And it's just starting to look like a pile of ideas mm. <laughs> it, it doesn't it doesn't look true anymore and it's not like i i have something more true about it to replace it with but i'm just i just feel more space around it um, i feel more more freedom to experience it to be in it to explore it uh, without without needing 
to wrap my brain all the way around it or, or get at it or get to the bottom of it or, you know, just, and that, that's kind of the heart of what I'm seeing about it at, at this point. Well, can you, can you describe something um, more, a little more specific of like, what were one of those things that you're like a, a specific thing of like, that is what illness is. Or okay. Like, and, 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 and describe like, what do you mean by the falling away of that? Yeah. So the, the moment that comes to mind is after about eight years. So long story condensed, I grew up <laughs> in a doctor's house. There was a pill for everything. Mm. And when my third child was super young, I just had a moment, you know, a moment of the light coming through. <laughs> and I just knew, oh my gosh, I actually really want to heal. I want to get off all these pills for a whole bunch of mild chronic things. And I just started to explore outside of my comfort zone, outside of Western medicine, outside of the world of doctor. I mean, I just went for an adventure. Mm. And as cool as it was, eight years down the road, I ended up, as I described, with a pile of explanations, reasons, that was so high that when I came out of an exploratory surgery and I was told that my ovaries were gone and I had cancer, my very first thought was, this is what I get for not fixing my relationship with my mom. Mm. And that thought made complete sense in the reality that I had created around illness. Right. So I haven't fixed my relationship with my mom. So of course, cancer. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the buried resentment. Yeah. Of, the buried of course, anger, cancer. The, yeah. I'm not forgiving. The, and there's, you know, there was a huge story built around that. Mm. And it looked absolutely true to me. And now, four years down the road from that, it just doesn't. And all, all of those ideas, all of those theories, all of those concepts, all of those trying to pin it down and what to do about it, it just looks like I was scared and I was looking for answers and I was trying to wield it in my own hands in a way that I could feel safe. And now I, I just, I have a sense of our safety doesn't lie in what's happening in our body. Mm. It never has and it never will. So, so would you say like, it used to be like, important or logical or necessary to look in the direction of what's caused this what can I do about it was that kind of the way it looked before yeah like I mean my life my well-being my happiness my peace it depended on me figuring that out and now would you say it. and now would you say like that just doesn't look necessary or or, or 
Like you just don't have to do that? It looks like it's not my job. I don't know. It's not that it won't happen. It's not that I won't be inspired or moved or directed to do this or to take that or go see this person or, but it, it doesn't look like that's my job for my little brain to figure out anymore. Well, that's like a, it's, that's like a, a 180 from the way that we in general do deal with illness. It is especially Western medicine is very much pinpoint the cause or treat the symptom or, you know, it is that it, it's very much our job. <laughs> yeah. And if we don't get in there, the body's going to pot. You have no hope. Yeah. Yeah. That is very much our job. Oh, you're, you're, something's going wonky. Uh, let's, let's get in there <laughs> and unwonky if I have, <laughs> these are very scientific medical terms. I hope you can follow along. <laughs> well, again, again, it's not that we shouldn't get in there, period. Mm-hmm. It's, are we getting in there from an endless diatribe of rules that we've created from the intellect of what needs to be done when to who mm-hmm. and how and for how long? Mm-hmm. Or are we following the space where all of that came from and what it brings through us? Mm-hmm in the moment like bodies are amazingly intelligent (laughs) oh my god making space for for giving them a little credit and a little space to work things out and let us know when there's something for us to do right yeah it it never yeah i never thought about that your body can do that part too (laughs) well yeah (laughs) i just think of like the the simplest thing i ever heard from a doctor and it, like, it's so obvious to me now, but it was revolutionary at the time. Um, I had some sort of stomach thing going on. And so just constantly nauseous and stuff. And the doctor, I was like, well, what can I eat? And the doctor's like, if you think about eating something and the thought of it makes you nauseous, don't eat that thing. And if you think about something and it sounds good, eat that thing. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. That's I was it. Like, and, and, to, and that was probably 20 years ago. To this day, I follow that. If I'm feeling a little wonky, I'm like, well, what actually, like, not because you're supposed to have chicken soup when you're sick or whatever. It's like, yes. does chicken soup sound good? No. Like, oh, popcorn, sound, popcorn sounds great. <laughs> I don't yeah. know why. <laughs> I mean, and that's just gorgeous. That, I mean, that, the body is that amazing. Like, if it needs popcorn, you're going to want popcorn <laughs> if you sit there with it for a minute and give it space to see it. Yeah. It's, it's that simple. Yeah. I love that exactly it, what I'm pointing at. Yeah. It seems to me like how you're holding it is this nice. I don't want to say middle ground cause I don't want to put it on this like line of um, binary thinking, but it does seem to be that our extremes can be like in the Western medicine of like, yes, it is our job and we need to figure it out. We need to learn everything about the body so that we can outwit the body and, you know, do its job for it and all this stuff. And really, really going in there and like, we must fix everything in the way that we think it needs to be fixed. And I feel like the other, I guess, side of the pendulum is the just think positive thoughts or don't do anything. Um, 
you know, sit in positive vibes or, uh, or whatever that it can be like the opposite of that spectrum. And you just, I feel like you've got this really nice hold on. Well, that's not that there's nothing to do. <laughs> it's not like we can't go in there. Um, but it's this, I'm hearing like, it's this listening for something other than what the medical journals say necessarily. It's listening for something else is what I'm hearing. Yeah. From, from a place beyond that. Yeah. Before that, beneath that. Well, that's just cool. <laughs> so what does that look like to you? Yeah. Well, you know, I've, my experience, um, I've had my own experiences with illnesses plenty. Um, but so much about the experience I'm having with my mom, it, like it, right now she's, every insight I'm having is, is because of something I've seen about being with my mom. <laughs> it's just that life is just funneled and lasered in into this experience right now. And what I'm seeing around illness, I guess kind of in this, I'm getting to the same place you are from a different direction of just what isn't my job. When I, um, when I lived in Los Angeles and uh, kept getting, you know, four years ago, I kept getting calls and stuff from friends and of the family and um, family members that, you know, you know, something's kind of going on with your mom. Something's a little off with your mom. Something's wonky. And so I decided I was going to come up here and I was going to save her. <laughs> Back then it was like, I was armed with my nutrition background and I was uh, technically a certified personal trainer that wasn't really working in that aspect. I was like, oh, I'm going to come up and I'm going to fix her. I'm going to help her eat right. Cause she's just not eating right. She's just not taking care of herself. Um, you know, I'm going to help her with nutrition and I'm going to get her exercising. Uh, and then when we got the Alzheimer's diagnosis, it was like a two by four to the forehead. Cause it was the first side of like, I can't do anything for her. I mean, not nothing, but any of the things that I thought I could do, yeah. I could, wouldn't help. I couldn't save her. I couldn't, it was so far, like fixing Alzheimer's was so far beyond my pay grade. Um, and it was a, it was a punch to the gut. And it was very hard for me. I would say, honestly, until right now, <laughs> four years later, <laughs> that I and it's not that we haven't done anything, right? We have made changes for her. We have, we have done, you know, I have done research. Like what makes it, do they think makes it worse? What do they think might help? But it's also just been this experimentation because they actually technically know so very little about it that it's really everybody's just taking a guess. <laughs> they don't really know what causes it. There's no medication that will actually help. And I've you know, it's so fresh. I don't even know if I have the words quite yet, but that I'm sitting with the idea of illness is really only wrong if we have decided that it doesn't belong in life. Like that we've decided it's not a part of the whole show. It's only bad if we've decided it's bad. 
And that's not to say I'm fully accepting of it because I still hate it, but I'm also fine with the idea of for reasons that I am not sure if I'm ever really going to understand the breaking down of the system is part of the system. The oh, there's so much space in that. <laughs> Who said we were supposed to have a nice, gentle, lovely life? You know? That, that's just a beautiful space to sit in for a while of what if. What if it is part of the whole experience? It's not meant to be a sign that it's off and wrong and you got to get in there and do something about it. I mean, I, I was... Um, I was writing just a brief piece about my experience with cancer the other day, and I was writing all the things I hated about it and all the things I loved. Mm. And from sitting in that space, I mean, I just glimpsed what, what you're pointing at. That the, the gifts of what I was given and what I was able to see and to wake up to are just priceless to me. I mean, they're just, I mean, they, they were infinitely more sweet than any of the bitter. And yet I hated it. <laughs> I totally hated it. Yeah, it's... I can give you 15 things that just sucked about it. And yet, oh man, the, the, and that's got to be part of how it's part of the whole yeah, I, I'm coming to terms with, and again, then again, what do I know? I don't know if this is true, but where it looks, the way it looks to me sitting where I am, it's the logical, rational, intellectual part of us that looks for things to be reconciled, like for ledgers to be balanced, um, for things to make sense. And I am coming to terms with, I don't know if that will ever happen. Like I can't reconcile the fact that this is the worst thing I have ever been through and I hate it to my core and I would choose something for her, something different for her in a heartbeat. And it has been the biggest part of my awakening. It has been, I have seen depths of love that I didn't even know existed. So I didn't go, I, I wouldn't have never gone bothered, uh, <laughs> bothered to go looking for, you know, I don't know how to reconcile those two things like that. That's, apparently the way it works, or at least it's the way it's working for me, like this horrible thing and this amazing thing in the same package, my intellectual mind can't wrap itself around that. But it turns out I don't have to live from that intellectual mind. Like I can, that my intellectual mind seeks to have that reconciled and balanced and, and make sense and fit into a box and that it won't is something I can actually sit with. And there's that space again. <laughs> I think that's the part that screws us all up is that we, 
for some odd reason, again, another thing that doesn't reconcile, we do have this intellectual part of ourselves that wants things rational and reasonable and logical. And at a second glance, I don't know really if anything in life is actually that, except for what we've tried to make rational and logical and reasonable. And if you, if you, if you don't have, if you don't see beyond that, if you don't see something in that direction, life will hurt a whole lot more than it has to. I don't know if we get away from hurt and pain. I'm, I'm not enlightened past that point. But there's like this extra layer of suffering that seems to come along when you think life is supposed to wait, work the way you think it's supposed to work. That will always kick your ass. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, the, it's the suffering of, that just is, is a natural side effect of trying to fit the entirety of being human inside the little maze of an intellect. <laughs> I just wasn't made for that. That's why it hurts. Yeah. It's so fast. Like, why do we have that then? You know? <laughs> it's so you can go down a rabbit hole of like, if that's not the way it is, why do we try to make it that way? <laughs> What's that about? Like, go figure that out and let us know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You come back to us. <laughs> But I, I, it, it also reminds me of the phrase I've heard a handful of times of, you know, it's, it's like, like picking up a brick and hitting yourself with it. <laughs> you know, it's like we pick up the intellect and we hurt ourselves with it. Yeah. Why do we do that? And why is it there? Why is that brick there? Yeah. Like, why is there a brick to pick up yeah. in the first place? Yeah. <laughs> I wish I knew. <laughs> Well, I, I have no hesitation in saying I do not know. <laughs> yep. Yep. And you know, uh, and yet I do see that I stop hurting myself with it when I get clear eyes for what it is mm -hmm. and where it does belong in, in the infinite kaleidoscope of life. Mm -hmm. you know? even, even not knowing where it does belong, just getting eyes for where it doesn't. And what it is well, meant yeah. to be used for wow. is enormously helpful. You know, you're so right. Like, what it is, I don't know if we'll ever really figure out, but you get closer to it the more you see what it isn't. You're, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. There's got to be some awesome metaphor for that, for trying to use your intellect to master illness <laughs> uh you know this just came to mind and i don't know if it really quite fits but and i'm uh it might be a michael neal metaphor or he was saying somebody else's metaphor but it's it's like going to a library and looking for a book that hasn't been written it's it's you know going in there and searching and searching and searching and picking up this book and picking up that book and picking up another one book, but the book you're looking for isn't in that library. Yeah. It's not, e yeah. It's not even in the library. No, it's not a book. It's not a book. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, you know, that that's one way I would describe 
what waking up has been like for me is that I thought life was the library. I thought that's mm -hmm. all there was, was the library. I didn't realize that there was an entire house and yard and world outside the door. And universe and galaxies and... <laughs> right. Infinitely. So even though we can't wrap our intellect around the idea of illness, even though we can't see all the way through it or understand it all the way, it is on offer to be more at peace with it, whether it's in us or in somebody we love. Mm -hmm just by being willing to step beyond the intellect and look fresh. Yeah. And it's not a game of, I'm going to think more positively. I'm going to find the gifts in this situation. I'm going to figure out what lesson I'm here to learn. It's not mm. any of that. Oh, just you saying those things like gave me like an actual like visceral reaction because that was my approach to the whole like, I need to find the lesson here. Oh man, that makes me just like cringe now thinking like that was like the, the, what I put myself through when that was my, I need to learn the lesson here. That just hurt in hindsight. No, yeah. We, you will so... see something, but it's not your job to see like. Yeah, there's, yeah, it's none of that. It's not anywhere near that. It's mm -mm. not in that universe. Mm -mm. It's way beyond it. Thank heavens. I hated that universe. <laughs> you, I didn't know that until I saw another one, which is interesting. It, like, the, like that makes me cringe now, the whole like, I'm, it's my job to go find this lesson. That didn't make me cringe then. It was just logical, right? Yeah, <laughs> it yeah. made sense. Of course, yes, it's my job to go... I must learn the lesson here. There's obviously a gift here. I need to go looking for it. Um, or I need to fight it. I mean, that's, that's or, the metaphor yeah. in cancer. I'm going to battle it. Yeah. I'm going to oh. pick up my sword and we're going to duke it out and I'm going to win. <laughs> yeah. Right. And it just, you know, another way for, to describe this conversation in my mind is just a constant falling away of what makes sense. If it's not funny, it must be true. <laughs> <laughs> like, it, it's so interesting. Like, there's no such thing as logical. Like, logical is literally the thing that makes sense to us in that moment. Like, this just makes sense to me now. And so there's no, because it makes sense, there's no need to question it. It makes sense. It fits. The key fits the lock. But eventually, the, you think that key is going to work in other locks, and it just doesn't. And that's when you have to, or you don't have to anything. But that's when there's an opening for, like, letting go of that key. Yeah, to step beyond it. Yeah. And look again. It's like, my mom's illness doesn't make sense to me. It just doesn't. Like, things like cancer and Alzheimer's and the things that make it look like that make just life so hard for a person and the people they love. Those things do not make sense to me. And I don't know if they ever will. And I'm actually grateful that they don't make sense. 
Cause then you, if you're, I'm just seeing this now, like if you, if you're in a place where you can stop trying to make sense of it, now you can be with it. Now you can look at it. Now you can see it. And in that something fresh will come. And maybe it's a step toward, you know, helping it heal or, or whatever. Maybe it's just peace and relief. You know, maybe it's something else I can't even say. I don't know what you would see when you look, when you can actually look at something, not try to make sense of it, not try to fix it. Something magical in there happens that I won't ever be able to articulate. Yeah, and it's just, yeah. it's just that one little step off the ledge of it shouldn't be this way. Mm-hmm. I think we do ourselves a disservice to say more right now. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Whoever like, you are, go have fun exploring <laughs> for yourself. <laughs> I was like, do I just hit the stop button on the record? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, that was a delight, Mer. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for listening. If you have enjoyed this podcast episode, please do share it. We would really appreciate that. Also, feel free to leave us a comment or review wherever you may be listening to this. We would love to hear from you. You can listen to more episodes and get extra notes at briangrebel.com slash then again. You should also check out Mer's website and learn more about her at mermonson.com. That is it for this episode. Until next time, take care. Take care.